Good afternoon. Welcome to the Allendale Podcast. This is Greg McBride and Mike Lung back at it again. What do you think, Mike? I think we got some crazy markets going on right now. We do have some crazy markets. And, and you know, this is what we wanted. We've been, we've been begging for higher prices for months, uh, a year now since, uh, since uh, the tariff uh, thing went into place. So uh, we're getting it, but now we've got the stress because we've got a lot of acres out there that are not planted. I mean, we're at 58% planted for the, for the country at this point, which puts us light by, what is it, 30, or 39 million acres? Something like, somewhere around this. Holy cow. What do you what are you hearing from from guys out there? Um, are they getting it planted? Are they are have they planted anything? Are they having to replant because of the amount of rain across the you know the southern part of the belt? You know, I'm hearing all of the above from my customers. A majority of them saying it's it's very wet, and that's that's pretty obvious. It seems like every single week we have just enough rain to keep you out of the fields and enough co- cloud coverage to make sure that's not drying up quickly and. On top of that, I don't think something that's really talked about right now because we are so heavily invested in seeing what kind of acres we're planting is the acres that are planted and the kind of heat units those acres are getting. And th- that's a good point. It hasn't, that hasn't been any there either because even though they got them in before the rain came, it's been nothing but cl- cloud coverage since. Well, all except for the southeast, which is on fire right now. Right. Uh, they, you know, they took some prevent plant because it was wet early uh, for them, and now it's you know 100 plus with no rain for the last three weeks. So they're burning up, and you've got a, a complete opposite effect down there. So the area of the country that the last couple of years has helped to bring the national average up is now burning up and essentially no one's got ideal crops at this point because like you said anything that was planted back in in April or even parts of May you know it may be out of the ground but it's been cool mm-hmm. and some of that stuff took a month to come to emerge so you know I just driving in uh, today I noticed that we had quite a few more fields that had some emergence to them but it's, I mean, barely out of the ground, mm-hmm. you know. So we're and and it's cool. We haven't we've had one day where it's like eighty, and everything else has been fifties and sixties, and a couple of shots of seventy. But right. with the amount of rain and and uh, cool weather that's been around, it's it's tough to think that uh, we aren't going to see some yield drag here. Yeah, I mean, some it, I definitely uh, agree. There's there's probably going to be a yield cut later on. It just it's just not ideal ground conditions. Um, going back to the point about the acres, uh, is everyone's right now is thinking you were never going to get it planted. It's never going in the ground. It's such a problem, and we're screwed. There's there's nothing going on. There's we can't possibly have the corn there, but. That's what's a little bit worrisome here because you got these markets screaming higher on this hysteria that we're never going to get the corn planted and we're going to run out of corn, yada, yada, yada. And it's so interesting because just three weeks ago, we were going to have to give away our crop because yeah, it was we, so cheap. We had the, the Maywazi report tell us that the new crop bending stocks for corn were 2.85 billion bushels. And we went down and made new contract lows. We made new contract lows the the following Monday, and everything was 
woe is me. This is the end of it. Mm-hmm. And then the weather started to finally come into it because the the you know the 11 to 15 day continued to show the rains that were there in the shorter term and medium term forecasts and now here we are we're we're closing out may there's still 7 days until the uh the insurance planting date um but guys will not necessarily make their decision based on that calendar day because let's face it if it dries out over this weekend and they're able to get out there say on the 6th the 7th maybe the 10th or or so they'll get out there and try and get some done now that doesn't mean that they're gonna you know we're gonna go and get the 92 or 93 million acres planted mm-hmm. i don't think that's a, i don't think anybody has uh you know illusions that that's gonna happen or delusions that that's gonna happen right um i think uh, right now the the thing to think about is if you've got a crop, you may want to start thinking about some protection. Mm-hmm. You know, because let's face it, if we do kind of muddle about one of the things that's different about this year than some of the other years that we've had supply issues, uh, is that we don't have the demand, uh, the strength of demand that we've had in other years. Right, and it's, that's a big concern. Yeah, the fact that this is a supply rally, not demand rally. I mean, we're getting to price levels that people are talking about in the southeast, getting to a point that's reasonable to be thinking about importing corn from Argentina. We're getting real close there. I mean, it's not like their currency is going sky high. We got the dollar that's also higher. Right. And we have a crop that's costly. So if you can ship it up here for cheaper, why not? I mean, before, so... We're not helping demand with this rally. What uh, what are your uh, what are your thoughts on on beans right now? I mean, uh, we've seen a we've seen a decent rally on beans. November got back above nine uh, today. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we we didn't finish there, but uh, it it it's been a decent rally. Um, we've got a little more time to get beans planted. Um, is there hope for higher prices in beans? Uh, even with the big carryout numbers that we've heard and kind of what seems like we're taking China off the table for uh, for the next three months, six months, year? Yeah, so starting off with the China deal, it does sound like both sides are they're in for the long haul. I, I am My personal opinion is I think that this is getting pushed to the 2020 election. I don't see a reason with how much this is heated up that it won't. And... Going towards the beans, I really couldn't tell you a bullish picture here. We have feed demand worldwide that is going to drop because ASF is spreading like absolute wildfire in Asia. It's in China, Hong Kong, Vietnam, all having problems with it. You have South America with great crops. You have them with cheaper currency. And... I well, and they're not in a they're not in a trade war with uh, right with as many irons in the fire as we have I right. Mean, <laughs> go down the list right now, I and mean, we're still negotiating Canada, Mexico, EU, Japan, and then that doesn't even take out you know the big dog of of China. Mm-hmm. You know, it sounds like the Middle East isn't going too great right now either. Yeah, we're not we're not on the best of terms with a lot of countries. Right. right so you have very little demand for our beans. You have 
rivers which are overflowing. So even if we wanted to get them out, it's very difficult right now to get the actual exports out. You have thoughts that maybe people are going to be switching from corn to beans. I don't think that'll be as great as what people think, but I think there will be some. Right. Yeah. And the fact that there's even some at this point is bearish. Bearish. I, I mean, yeah. you have so much supply yeah. and you have very little demand for our beans. And I think the only thing you can really attribute this rally to is the recent jump up for corn and wheat. Right. Because, I, like I said, I can't really paint any kind of a bullish picture for you here, right? And and that's you know and and that's just us being you know honest with what we're seeing in the in the markets. And everybody's got their ideas out there, and we've seen you know I I can tell you you know three different people that I talked to today that that feel like they should be buying beans, mm-hmm. and I can't necessarily say that you're wrong because there's so many factors out there and so many unknowns mm-hmm. going forward and and it's it's tough right now because that's the same thing we're dealing with with corn yep. uh there's there's a lot of unknowns i go to go to the wheat look at the 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 drop in good to excellent conditions for winter wheat we went from 66 percent good to excellent to 61 percent in one week mm-hmm. and you look at what happened in oklahoma and kansas and I mean, this is not the time when those those states want to be seeing rain. They right. they want it dry so that they can get out there and harvest. And it's just not. It's you know we're kind of skewing all the weather for for the entire country at this point. So I you know the fact that uh, we saw a little bit of a uh, a pullback off these off these highs uh, today. Um, or you know, a lot of a pullback. For weed. Uh, <laughs> it, uh, it it's not a surprise, you know. I mean, you have to look at uh, things from a. Sometimes you have to look at them technically. Sometimes you have to look at them fundamentally. If you see a ninety cent rally in corn, there's no reason to not take a little bit of profit out of that. Mm-hmm. And if it does continue to fall back off, maybe you jump back in if you're still bullish. Same thing in wheat. This wheat. Uh, you know, we're looking at a pretty sizable carryout in wheat, uh, 1.1 billion. Uh, but you know, things take off, and it's it's been a dollar rally. Why not see a little bit of profit taking again? And it doesn't necessarily change that there's still a bullish undertone to the market. It's just a we got to take a breather so that uh, we can then make the next leg up, maybe. Mm-hmm. And I think something interesting also to uh, pay attention to is. We've been seeing index funds really jump out of this corn market. I mean, two weeks ago, they reduced their long position by 22,000 contracts. This past week, 29,000 contracts. So managed money is gaining more and more of control over this corn market, which I don't know if that's explaining why we're getting such volatile swings right now, but it does seem odd that index funds, at a point when everyone's talking about how we're going to have no crop, is at the lowest long position they have been historically. Right. Yeah, that is uh, that is concerning. Uh, well, let's uh, let's wrap it up. We we've kind of we've got a short week this week. It's been a an, an insane last essentially two weeks in the markets. Mm-hmm. Um, we are. Uh, uh, if you haven't had a chance, uh, please go back and listen to Mike's uh, interview with John Newton from the Amer- uh, the Farm Bureau. Fantastic interview, just talking about uh, the economics of uh, uh, 
of farming and talking about MFP and uh, prevent plant acres and, and that kind of thing. We do have uh, some more uh, lined up, uh, some more interviews lined up with uh, special guests. If you are interested in having us uh, uh, talk to you, if you're a subject matter expert or you know you're a farmer that really just has a has a, a unique point of view, let's let's hear it. Give us a call. How do they get a hold of us, Mike? You know, they can give us a call at one eight hundred two six two seven five three eight. That number again is one eight hundred two six two seven five three eight. You can shoot us an email at Allendale Service at Allendale INC dot com. This week for Allendale Market Talk, Greg McBride and Mike Lung sign off. You guys have a great week.